Hello and good morning and good evening and welcome to Soul Speak the podcast. Okay, so today I was inspired actually by another podcast episode that I didn't listen to but I saw and um, actually it was on Case Kenny's podcast, New Mindset Who Dis. I had him on my podcast a while back. Um, it's got to be like a couple years ago now. Uh, but his episode was on what makes sex good, what makes good sex. And that I love that topic. <laughs> and I've, I've loved that topic so much more over the years as I myself have grown and experienced different things. Um, and I just think it's really interesting. I think it's an interesting topic that obviously we all think about. And we're all humans and we all uh, think about it in different ways. So I want to go over some things, not specifically just on that topic. I want to talk about what particularly um, makes someone good in a relationship. And I'm going to talk about sex as one of those little factors and facets of it. And I did put together a little outline of some points that I want to touch on, but this is a very wong-winged episode because I just, um, what time is it, 1.33? I have to go somewhere at 2 p.m. and I just thought to myself, you know, I'm inspired right now, so I'm going to record this. Uh, But I think it's going to be a good one. I think you guys will really enjoy this because obviously myself as a female in the female world of dating and love and having many female friends, I have a lot of insight to a lot of people in different um, parts of their journeys. All right. So the first thing I want to touch on is relationships. Okay. No matter where you are in a relationship, if you're single, if you're dating, if you are married, if you are engaged, um, I think that there is one common thing that is very, very important in any relationship, and this can be romantic or it can be just friendship, family. The one thing that is extremely important and that is your gatekeeper, your key, is honesty, is honesty. And I know that sounds so simple, but I find through my conversations with people that it's not as common as in, in as, and as simple as you would think or I would think. Um, because, you know, I here's my evolution of myself and myself in dating. So let's see. <laughs> oh, I guess if we really, really want to start, we can start when I was in Montessori at age like second grade. And I was in love with all the boys because I always watched ABC Family and I watched S Club 7. And if you know S Club 7, that was a show where, um, well, they have songs. You might know just their music. It goes like S Club. There ain't no party like an S Club. Gonna show you how. There is my moment of fame and singing. And then they also have like, We are two in the million, you've got all... I'm not going to continue singing because I don't know the lyrics. But I will say, so that's that's where a lot of my journey started. And I would see them like dating and sleeping together, which I always thought to myself, and maybe you thought to yourself this at one point, how, what does 
What do they mean? I was confused. I didn't know sleeping together meant sex, obviously. And I always thought, why would people sleep together or have sex or do kiss? I didn't think about sex even. Why would they kiss or sleep together if they're not dating in a relationship? <laughs> so anyway, that was that was kind of where I don't know what that was. I just felt like mentioning it. But in Montessori, I would always write stories during creative hour when we could write stories and share them with the class. And I would write them about, I would pair people in the class together and have them like matched up going to a ball. And I would always obviously match myself with the guy that I loved going to the ball with him. And one time he ran out of the room before I mentioned his name in the story because he was so embarrassed. So that was me. That's where my journey began. Um, Okay, so let's keep moving. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Middle school, my journey was not very existent. I was not not a, a ladies' man, I guess you can say. And then in high school somewhere, it began where I started talking to more boys and mostly seeking attention, really. Like, I think it was more so seeking attention, and I was probably, if I would look back at myself and who I was with a boy at that time, and I say boy because, yes, they were boys at that time, I wouldn't even, I would be like, what are you freaking doing? Who are you? So that was definitely attention-seeking. I remember I would wear, like, leggings specifically that boys would say, oh, your butt looks good in that. (laughs) I mean, who didn't do that? And all right, so moving on to college, that was more of a hookup stage for me, okay? A lot of hookups. Um, We talk about our numbers here. I don't know my number, to be honest, and that's okay. I wear it on my shoulders because (laughs) there's a lot of people who don't know how many people they have hooked up with, had sex with, and I think that, you know, it evolves, right? You do what you do at certain points. I don't know why this like flashback of me going to, it was like a Halloween, being out one night at a Halloween party. And my friends and I, three of us went back to this guy's house who he had other friends. We were all in ridiculous, idiotic costumes. I was in like an Elmo tutu. It was very weird. And him and I were making, I don't even know. We definitely had sex. And I left my underwear there. He sent it to me the next day. I don't know why that flashback is coming to me right now. I guess you guys all had to know about it. Um, so yeah, he left my, he got my underwear. Luckily, I don't think it looked too dirty or disgusting, which we all wonder. All right. I know you're getting all the information you're wanting to know from this podcast. <laughs> don't leave your underwear anywhere. Okay, so uh, then it evolved into, I know I'm skipping very forward, into the rest of my 20s, where I actually, you know, early 20s, I did have a boyfriend, age 21. I had a pretty serious one, also mid-20s. And then that's that's really it on the seriousness. But, um, you know, as, so the point I'm getting to is as I grew, obviously I was learning about myself and getting to know myself. And with that comes being more honest with yourself and honest with the person that you are with. So I've seen in every relationship my level of honesty shift. And I specifically remember in my last relationship, which was a couple years, oh gosh, like many years ago. Now at this point, it's got to be like five. I'm not sure. Um, But 
I remember before that saying to myself, I'm just going to be brutally honest. I'm going to be really honest with the person, with what I'm feeling, and I'm just going to be honest because I remember learning after the relationship before that that I wasn't. I wasn't being totally honest with myself, with the person, and that probably came from fear of what would happen. So with this one, I dove in, and now present day, I look back at that, and I still see the pieces where I was not totally honest, and I am, you know, I'm extremely honest with myself and with other people. And I'm going to lead into how this, I think, is important with sex as well. But, you know, honesty in any relationship is important because, number one, if you're not being honest with yourself, that's almost the scariest part, being honest with yourself, because sometimes you're admitting things to yourself that you don't want to know, that you don't want to um, realize, because then that means a change is going to happen on the outside. And then you have to make that change because you notice it and you see it. And sometimes that change is drastic, like, you know, getting out of a relationship. Other times that change is just being, needing, knowing something that you need to be honest with, with your partner or friend or whoever we're chatting about here. But honesty isn't easy, but it really is invigorating. I have noticed in my own world, like, I absolutely love getting into conflict, (laughs) with friends like good friends or or relationships because I feel that in those moments I am able to really stretch myself and to really really be honest in depths that I'm not usually given the opportunity to be in normal everyday conversations or situations and I think that is a beautiful 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 opportunity to really really expand and really figure out you know, see what can come from honesty rather than what you think in your head will come. Like, oh, they'll be mad. Oh, we'll end this. Oh, they'll think I'm weird. Blah, blah, blah. Honesty brings responses that you don't even know you would get. Um, Like, as an example, in relationships, you never know what the other person is thinking or what, why they're doing what they're doing or um, so on. I remember bringing up to someone I was dating once that I I was just angry that he wasn't giving me gifts, okay? I was get, I was angry about it. And I brought it up to him and he told me, "You know, honestly, I feel like the reason I don't do that is because I don't expect it. I don't expect that. And, you know, this all gets into love languages. If you don't know your love language, you can go on the website, online, take that test for yourself. My first one is words of affirmation. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so he told me that. And it got into a really good conversation. But that never would have happened without me being honest. Never would have happened without me being honest. So on. Honestly, honesty is extremely, extremely like just a gateway, okay? And it it allows for an authentic, real relationship if that's what you're looking for. Because I know sometimes at different stages, we are all looking for different types of relationships. You know, maybe you're comfortable in that surface level zone. So be there. Be comfortable there and own it. Maybe you want more. Be honest. And maybe that will trigger something in your partner and then it'll lead to 
uh, to a relationship that just won't work. But that's because you're showing your real level of depth of where you are, of what you're wanting in a relationship with someone. And again, this could really relate to friendships too. Things break off that don't match on energetic levels. Things break off that don't match on energetic levels. And that's just how it is. And that's just how it is. And it's a good thing because then you have room and space for the things that do match and do feel good. So I want to lead into the sex now. Let's talk sex. Let's talk sex. Wait, actually, hold on. Alexa, play Let's Talk About Sex, Baby. Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper from Spotify. I thought this was appropriate. Cinderella cut it up one time. Oh, oh, let's talk about sex, baby. Hey, hey. Okay. Don't really feel like waiting for the chorus here. And I'm not sure how well you can hear that. Oh, here we go. Sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the things things that can happen. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, hold on. All right, that was hilarious. Now you can see that I don't know lyrics to any song. All right, so let's talk about sex. So uh, the reason I mentioned the honesty, first of all, is because I think that is also really important when it comes to sex. I think a couple things are really important. One, being comfortable with yourself. And we're not going to get to a state, unless we're like a total Buddha, that we are 100% always so, so comfortable with ourselves. But being in a place where you feel that you can open up to another human because you you feel safe enough in yourself to do that, and you feel confident enough in your skin to be able to do that is really, really important. And so the other couple words I wanted to mention, one was safety. Feeling safe with that person, it's not always going to be like, you know, if you're doing a random hookup, your choice, right? It's not always going to be something where you feel it's going to be different than if it's someone that you're in a relationship with or you're pursuing that you really like emotionally like. Um it can be different and good in other ways, but um, as far as really opening your heart and yourself up, that is an extremely sacred, sacred act. Like to me, as I've gotten older and as I've wanted more through uh, my sexual interactions, or not wanted more, but more so, have have realized how how much of myself I'm giving away during them. It's, it's a lot more important to me to feel, to feel like I'm not going to feel disgusting and gross and, um, and yeah, after doing the act. So with that comes doing that with someone who, who feels good. And that's not to take away from, I've definitely, probably this year even, like earlier this year, I don't, it hasn't happened in a long time, but have done some random hookups on some nights out. Doesn't happen really anymore. But, um, you know, it's happened and it's happened where I felt gross and I felt just not like me. And maybe you've felt that feeling before where you don't feel like you after. And it's literally because it's, it's an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of very, very sacred energy. You're energetically one with Ugh, I got cut off. My microphone unplugged. Energetically one with someone. And that's something that we don't always think about. 
But with that, that takes a lot of courage within yourself to really allow yourself to open up. Like I've been thinking lately that I just kind of want to to have that ability to really open to these depths that I don't even know exist within me yet because I maybe haven't even experienced them yet with someone. Um, but I don't want to do that with someone who just feels like like I'm not safe with. And by that, I mean someone who I don't know where this is going to go and it's just random. I want to feel safe with the person and doesn't necessarily mean I'm dating them, but it feels like someone that I know I am safe with and that I'm moving forward in a way that feels safe to me. Um, But I think that safety factor is very, very important. And then also um, what I think is really important is your your ability to have an open mind, to have an open mind and to try things and to not be scared because, I mean, sex is vulnerable. Sex is vulnerable. And sometimes we don't want to move our bodies in certain ways or make sounds in certain ways because we think to ourselves, we're in our freaking heads. Like, I've been there. We've all been there. Like, oh, this is going to sound weird. But what if we literally just turned everything off and pressed a button and we were on like just almost like drunk mode, right? Where you're just drunk and doing whatever you want to do. No thought. Like what if you just allowed, and it doesn't have to be all at once, but think about that. Like it's like draining the well of expression. And with that, it's not overnight, okay? I think some people are more naturally feminine, have more feminine to them. We all have masculine and feminine. But I think some people have more natural feminine where they might be more naturally like that. But I don't think anyone is totally, totally 3,000 million percent comfortable with doing things, you know, that feel weird or awkward, like making noises or moving their body in certain ways or whatnot. Um, I think that what really, really gets you there and allows you to get there You need to experience it with other people and try it with other people and try it on, but you need to experience it with yourself. And I'm not just talking like masturbation or doing things on your own like that. Yes, that is a key and I will get to that. But number one, being comfortable in your body. Look at yourself in the mirror naked and rub your body with your hands. Like, first of all, it feels amazing. It's touch. It feels so good. Not just in like a, oh, that feels so good type way. In a, this feels like connection. This feels like me giving myself love. Look, I'm putting my hand over my heart and my neck right now. I know this is turning into like a porn podcast, but it's like connection. It's connection and it's touch and it's um, something our body needs. So doing that with yourself allows yourself to really be comfortable in your body and to know your body and to see it as this body. And remember, we are much more than our bodies. We are not our bodies. I am not a Saren. I am living in a Saren. I am temporary, temporarily here in this body, okay? So that's not my identity. It's not my identity. It's the energy. And, um, okay, what was I going to say next? Oh, so yes, masturbation, that is important. It is because you can go into new depths, learning new things about yourself. And I'm going to be totally open here. I'm really hoping no one in my family is listening to this right now. But, okay, 
I have a vibrator, right? Yes, we all love the goodies, okay? And I was using it the other day. And actually, when I was using it, I have been, so I watched, um, if you haven't seen Gwyneth Paltrow's, it's like the goop, but they, it's on Netflix. And they do this one specifically about sex. So they bring in couples and then they bring in sex therapists and they have different practices that they talk about. And one of the sex therapists was talking about, um, was just, no, she wasn't talking. She was giving an example with her own partner of energetic orgasms. Like he didn't even touch her. He was just moving his hands over her body and doing all these things. Her eyes were closed and had she had a blindfold on. She didn't know where he was, but she had the most like powerful orgasm. And I was seeing what they were doing. Okay, so what they were doing was she was like not letting it all out at once. She was like bringing it up to her body. So bringing, think about bringing that energy from your toes up to your head. She was like taking breaths in and bringing it all in so that it can like pop like a huge balloon so I thought that was interesting and I've been practicing that and I actually did that on this instance that I'm talking about with myself and I I did that in a way of just you know now when I am doing any of this I really really think about rather than my body I get out of my body I think about the energetic feeling and where it's going and how it's feeling and and it is explosive and it is beautiful and now I'm really excited to experience that with a partner and you know sex or whatever it is that we're doing and I think that's extremely beautiful but guess what I wouldn't have been there a year ago five years ago because I wouldn't have given myself the space to really experience it with myself and um you know you just get comfortable over over time so to answer a question one question if someone were to ask what makes you good at sex okay what makes you good at sex first of all taking that definition of being good at sex away from it makes you good at sex because you know what no one is freaking quote-unquote good at sex they're good at this exchange of energy at this sexuality sex is not just a thing that you do it's a whole freaking like animal of many pieces and many things and so being good with these pieces of it I think is what makes you good at sex so that would include number one you know being open to allowing yourself to mess up and to look weird and I think that leads to being with someone that you feel safe enough to do that with and also that leads to being honest with yourself with who you're doing this with and with what you're what you're doing like who you are in a relationship and with and who you are allowing yourself to do these things with so kind of is a train here it's number one being open and being curious number two being um comfortable and vulnerable number three being safe and number four being honest okay so if you're not feeling one of those i would dissect it and look at one of those and see which area you don't feel comfortable in with which doesn't feel good to you and just start to explore. Know that nothing happens right on the first try, okay? It just doesn't. It just does not happen on the first try. (laughs) 
Um, and being okay with that. And, you know, I know where I'm at. Hey, I don't know. I don't even, I'm probably not amazing at sex. Like, I just am, an, I'm just curious, really, and excited to dive into more versions of myself in sex. And, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm good. I'm good. But I'm excited to keep diving, you know? And I think just having, having, um, having belief in yourself and having, being on your side, being on your team, being easy on yourself, I think that is extremely, extremely important. So let's see what time it is. 2.01. I've hit my mark. I hope you love this episode. If it connects with you um, and you think a friend might need it, go ahead and share it on your social. That's always really helpful. As I'm starting back up the podcast, it would be super helpful to get some more reviews so that more people can find it uh, and then I can get some good guests on here as I was doing before. So if you have a second, or if you don't have a second, just do it because it's only a second. Um, on Apple Podcasts, just click some stars and give a quick uh, give a quick mention of what you think about the podcast uh, so that we can start building those reviews. And I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you for giving me a space to just just speak and to also give me an outlet to give something to the world and I hope that you really took something from this and enjoyed it so I'll talk to you next time and until then let's speak souls and have sex